Bart, I've asked you not to whistle that annoying tune. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Simpsons is Greater Than, a podcast where honestly I just talk to people about how great The Simpsons is. Seriously, that's that's it. As always, I'm your host Warren, better known to some of you as Bart of Darkness. You might have seen my Simpsons collection on Instagram and Twitter. Be honest, it's great, isn't it? Go ahead and say it's great if you want to. But if not, I I promise you I'm not judging. Just uh, go check it out. So here we are at episode 15, and this is a great one, with Rob Oliver, a longtime director for the show. He also worked as a storyboard artist, a character layout artist. So he's been pretty involved in his time at the show over the last 24-ish years. And he also has a ton of great information and stories. So let's listen to it now. Episode 15. Let's go. How long have you been a collector? So I've been collecting for going on seven or eight years, I think. Um, I honestly sort of lose track because... It started a little a little ways after I moved to Florida to be with my girlfriend now wife and uh you know I I didn't really have time I wasn't I didn't I wasn't really settled down enough to like have a hobby like collecting and Simpsons is one of those things that I always loved and there's things that I wanted as a kid and didn't have or you know things that I wanted again and you know, for what it's worth, it's infectious. Once I, once I started, I couldn't stop. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I didn't even have, uh, I always say this, but I didn't even have a place to put it. When I first started collecting, we were still living in sort of a small apartment and, uh, I was literally keeping it in the closet and like under the bed. And wow. <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. So I, it was just really hard to, uh, hard to stop. I'm gonna take these glasses off. Yeah. Once my kids came around, I, I uh, away went my uh, display cases of stuff, you know, I just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just didn't need it around anymore. <laughs> Needed more family stuff. Uh, <laughs> priorities change. Priorities do. They do change. Um, well, you know, I, I guess we'll get into some of the questions. It seems like a good time to slide in. And, uh, you know, my first question for you, Rob, it's 2020. How are you? Honestly. I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. 2020, uh, uh, 2020, our fortunes may be changing, but, uh, I've been doing well work-wise because we just took our computers home from the studio and we just started, uh, working away. Right. What is, uh, how has it been adjusting to that for you? I'm curious. You know, uh, quite frankly, I've been one that, that can adapt to anything. Um, so it's, it's no big deal to me. I, I'm thriving now because I get to, see my family every day. Um, I'm being an animation director. I, uh, have been, um, one to spend far too many hours at the office right? trying to get these (laughs) shows the way I want them to be. And, um, so now I can actually be home for dinner. I don't have that long commute anymore. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm I'm sure once you get all the pieces together, it's gotta be sort of a, a nice thing. I feel like that's the consensus from people I've talked to. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get everyone on board and you can, you can actually function in your job, then, you know, just make the most of it, make the most of every day with your family and that's it. There you go. Yeah, Rob, I'm loving that. I'm loving that positive outlook, man. And we could all use a little bit of that right now. That's good stuff. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, so, so let's, you know, let's, let's get into the, the real meat of this thing. And, uh, I want to know what led you to the Simpsons and what do you remember about your first day there or do you? Okay. So, um, what led me to the Simpsons? Uh, I was in Michigan going to, uh, I had one year of college and, I loved two things in life. I loved art and I loved soccer. And I, uh, I played at school and I, I took art classes at school. Um, and then during the summer after my first year at, at college, then my, my cousin, my cousin Jenny was uh, engaged to a guy who had gotten a, a job at the Simpsons drawing backgrounds. His name is Tim Bailey. He's a director there. And um, so I came out and visited uh, visited them in Burbank and saw the studio and I uh, I said I want to do that I want to do that how can I and so we uh, Tim got me uh, uh, in touch with various character artists there and I learned from them learned a lot from them and I submitted a character test and um, and that's it I they <laughs> I do know one director's reaction or or notes to my test I don't know the others <laughs> what was that. I know that Mark Kirkland uh, gave me an A and said, get him in here. Wow. And I'm very grateful for that. And so Mark is the first one I worked for. My first episode was The Old Man and the Lisa, where um, Burns recycles. He learns from Lisa how to recycle. <laughs> and so he casts a long net made from the six-pack holders out into the ocean and drags in all the sea animals, <laughs> whales, and everything else and turns them into chum and... Uh, calls it a little Lisa slurry. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, really good episode. My first, my first day at the studio. I do remember getting. <laughs> well, I remember uh, the producer at the time, Lori Bernacki. She said, "Okay, we're going to hire you, but this is our eighth season, and we don't know if we're going to go any longer." <laughs> <laughs> And here we are, <laughs> many, many years later. Um, but uh, I remember uh, Mark gave me, I went into Mark Kirkland's office. He gave me a, several scenes. You, a, you give a sequence of scenes to an artist at a time. Mark gave me a several scenes. And I, I had those scene folders in my hand, and I ran. I literally ran back <laughs> to my desk sat down and started to work on them as fast as I could. <laughs> I, I needed to, I knew I needed to get those scenes turned back in and, and impress everyone. And, um, and I remember running back in and boom, sliding one folder in, taking back off, going back to my desk. <laughs> it was, uh, that's funny to think about. <laughs> I was running through the halls. Well, you know, I'm curious, were you a fan of the show before that? It sounds like you were. Huge fan. I have three brothers, and The Simpsons was by far our favorite show. Uh, I remember watching it all the time with my with my brothers. We had the um, Bart Simpson's Guide to Life. Oh yeah, nice little book. I, it's funny. I, I feel like that book. Um, you know, as a collector and, and sort of sharing my stuff online, that mm -hmm. book rings such a special bell for so many people. I feel like people just they're like, oh, I read this thing front to back so many times, and um, I really, 
you know, I, I think it's funny now, and I've made this joke on other episodes, but when I look at it as an adult, I am shocked that I got to read it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read that again. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I remember it. I remember, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure my parents still have it in their bookshelf, actually. It's a great one. The grandkids are now looking at it. Yeah, you know, there's just there's just a lot of jokes in there that I feel like, as, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, how to convince your parents to give you money, you know, why hell is cooler than heaven. There's just a lot of stuff that I probably should have been reading as a kid. In there. <laughs> well, it was true to form, Bart the Little Prankster, Bart the, the Bad Boy. It's so, true. Yeah, that was it. it it, it was early, you know, and so that would be that would be why people would remember it so fondly. That's true. And, you know, I, I just uh, the last episode or a recent episode was Bill Morrison. And uh, a lot of that art in that book was Bill Morrison, the the one and only. Oh, great. Yeah, it's awesome. Great. Um, so, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, before you started directing on the show, you were doing you know layouts, storyboards, things like that. Um, can you, can you sort of talk a little bit about that process? Like what are, what are some of your, what was like a day like for you then? Jeez. Uh, well, <laughs> it depends on the job that I had at the time, but as a layout artist, you know, um, what we tried to do years ago, what we were doing years ago, each character artist would try to get two scenes done per day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and you just got to crank it out and you, you've got to, um, you're laying out uh, the the background. You're laying out the space. You're you're drawing in a rough background. As a character artist, you're not in charge of drawing the detailed backgrounds, but uh, but you have to lay in the proper space and then um, and then give a rough posing to the to those characters. And so I was I was fully immersed in just drawing characters and, and um, layouts for years and years and years. Um, and then I wanted to do more. And so luckily Michael Polcino took me on as his assistant director. Eventually we've had a great relationship, great working relationship, great friendship for many, many years now. Uh, we did some great episodes together, great work together. The first one that I AD'd for was, um, the father, the son and the Holy guest star. That was a lot of fun. Liam Neeson did the, the <laughs> voice of father Sean. Oh Yeah. And uh, you got to find the moment. You got to find the moments and the drawings that will make you laugh. And that's what I say to my to my character artists these days. By the way, I have three rules as a director. My first rule is you must visit me at least once each day. And in this at home work from home process now, it is <laughs> you've got to email me or text me or or video call me or whatever it is. You've got to touch base with me each and every day. That's rule one. Rule number two is draw something funny each day. It is <laughs> crucial that we are drawing something funny. If it's not, if it's not going to make us laugh, then how do we expect it to make everyone else laugh? Right. And then rule number three, have fun. Because, you know, I, I, I come from the character layout role. And so I know that at any given point, it can be super fun or it can be monotonous. And so we just need to find, find ways to just Make it when it is monotonous, just find a way to make it fun because it is the because really it is the best job ever that anyone <laughs> could ever hope for. Uh, and so when monotony hits, you just think about who you're drawing, think of listen to those voices again, think, look at the the result you're going for. I mean, it is you can find the fun there. 
Ah, that's awesome. And Rob, seriously, man, um, I, I find a lot of inspiration in what you're saying because I think everyone can take something from that. You know, uh, especially in a year like this, it's easy to sort of get bogged down. And uh, sometimes you just got to take a step back, think about what you're doing, think about what you uh, are doing it for, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to see the forest through the trees, you know? Right. <laughs> it's true. Well, you know, you you said that, you know, you love to draw from an early age. You know, when when did you realize that that art was in the cards for you? You know, how young were you when that really seemed like something you wanted to do? Well, here's the deal. I, you know, if you don't think of yourself as, and, and I didn't, if you don't think of yourself as, as some amazing Disney animator from day one, or, or that's not something that you've been striving for, then it's, it's hard to imagine, uh, or at least it was for me, hard to imagine a job in art. I didn't come from this great graphic design mindset. And so I wasn't looking toward, I, I didn't even think about any sort of graphic design job or anything. And so as someone who just loved to draw all the time and was drawing well, little cartoons and things all the time uh, in the margins of math homework and all that stuff, <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, what can I do in art? I mean, am I going to be a fine artist? That's not me. It is totally not me. And so I didn't know what I was going to do in art. And so uh, I did not have, I, I really didn't have a thought until I saw Tim, my cousin, I'll call him my cousin, my cousin-in-law, um, drawing for The Simpsons. I Until then, I didn't think that I could have a, a career in art. Well, you know, I, I sometimes I, I think, especially with artists, um, I think if there's really like uh, something special about the way they draw or the, or the things that they do in that way, it'll usually find them. It sounds like it found you, Rob. That's really cool to me. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for it every day. I mean, it's it, I couldn't have found a, a better job. I mean, this is what I love to do. <laughs> I love to draw and I love to make stories and I like to make people and myself laugh all the time. So that's it. That's it. The Simpsons was calling. The Simpsons was calling. Well, you know, I, I, I saw a clip of you on YouTube uh, doing a drawing of Marge. Do you know the clip I'm talking about? You're sort of walking through how to draw Marge. Oh, yeah. A few yeah, years ago. I pointed that out one day. Yeah, and I saw in that where you say that uh, you can look at a scene before it goes to Korea and you can know who drew it. Uh, yeah. How are you able to do that? <laughs> Good question. Um, I know So each artist no matter how much we follow the designs, the model sheets in front of us, each artist has their little telltale signs, um, our own style that we bring to the drawings. I just know each and every person's style. I really pay attention to each artist that I work with and, and that works on my crews. And um, yeah, I, I know everyone's style. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny to hear you say that because um, I interviewed Wes Archer a while back and this was cut from the actual audio because it wouldn't have been good in audio, but I was sort of showing him like an old like uh, storyboard test, like character layout sheet that I, that I have. And Wes just every page was like, oh yeah, I drew that. Oh, David Silverman drew that. Oh, that was the, like, you know, very similar. Like, he just knew 
everyone's drawings. And he's like, oh, you see the one where he's got his arms crossed? That was me. And uh, I, I just think that's really cool that when you're working in that space, uh, you do start to notice things that I, you know, I, I can tell style, but it's it's cool to me to know that people that are working in that animation department, they can really narrow it down to, to each person. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, also at the same time, we are not in charge of the cleanup and the very fine line work. Right. Uh, that's that's left up to our to our animators overseas, and they do a great job, gr- a fantastic job of putting these characters on model. And because of that, I think I think that allows each artist here to take some liberties in their rough sketches and their rough drawings to to not feel the need to put every single thing tightly on model. So I I think that all that's one reason I can pick out everyone's drawings. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, I I do want to talk about um, how you started directing on the show. And I know you said that you started working as an assistant director to Michael Bolcino, who's also done some fantastic episodes. You know, what was it like for you to take that step up to directing on your own? I was, I was really ready for something more. And so when Mike gave me the opportunity, then, uh, then I was all over it. And, and it was, it wasn't all falling on me at that point, right? So I was, I was coming into the second chair and I, I could learn from Mike. And Mike has great timing sense. Um, he's a great timer, great with the uh, timing on the ex- exposure sheets and great with his comedic timing. And I came in and was more of the art-centric person in that office. Uh, director and assistant director share an office. And so, uh, so I paid attention a lot to the art itself. And so that allowed me to, he was still making all the decisions on those episodes. And so I was, I was free to learn, you know, and, uh, and so I did. And then I also assistant directed for Mike Markintel and for David Silverman. And, uh, learned a, learned a ton as an assistant director then I became, well, when the movie came around, that's when Mark Kirkland was the supervising director and he needed one more director. And uh, I had just finished doing a board for Revenge is a Dish Best Served Three Times, <laughs> title to say. It is. And I had done the Batman act or Batman and uh, that was pretty fun. That was dynamic. And, and I got to do a lot of things in that storyboard that I hadn't been able to do in other storyboards. And so I worked closely with Pulcino and with Mark Kirkland on that board. And Mark needed another director. And, and luckily, he uh, tapped me for it. I was I was ready to jump in. But it was really daunting. Um, <laughs> everything was going to be falling on me. So that was... That was tough. So, wow. so I needed to make sure that um, that I had someone who uh, was very strong in timing and art. I needed someone who was really well rounded as my second chair. Uh, I tapped Scott Brutz, a longtime character artist and timer on on the show. He assistant directed for me for one episode, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he didn't he didn't enjoy it as much as I did. So oh man, he bowed out the next time around. <laughs> but yeah, directing was um, it was scary. It was scary. I remember being offered the position, and uh, 
instant goosebumps, and I probably cried. Because, again, I was a fan. Right. I was a fan of this show. And to be offered a directing spot, it was pretty much beyond my comprehension. I spent a good long while with my, with my folks um, on the telephone uh, out in the parking lot that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, that's, that's so awesome. I, I love it, man. I, I, love, I, I love seeing the fandom that runs through The Simpsons. That's honestly one of the reasons that um, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast so far is when I talk to people from the show – just seeing how big of fans they are, like outside of it being the job, outside of them loving what they do, they truly do love the show and it's special to them for, you know, a magnitude of reasons. I think that's so awesome to hear uh, everyone's perspective on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone brings unique perspectives to it. I mean, we have so many different kinds of roles on this show too. So over the years as a director, I've, I've seen more and more of the process. Um, as an artist, you don't see the process. You just, you, you, talk with your director and assistant director and you your producers and and that's it and as a director it's been so interesting so fun to see all the different things like just this last year i've been on the show for what 22 24 years wow 24 <laughs> years i've been on the show my wife just went to her first table read last year i went to a sound mix um for uh, the Thanksgiving of Horror episode. Oh. Matt Selman actually invited me to that. That was so amazing, so fun. Um, it, each and everything that I get to see is just just a treat for me. Absolutely a treat. Because really, again, I'm going to come back to it. I'm a fan. I was a fan. <laughs> I am a fan. Nah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's really, you know, that in itself is why the show is is in season 32. <laughs> people like you yeah. who love the show who love what they do it's it's a special it's a special thing yeah well you know one thing that i notice uh when i take a closer look at some of your directed episodes is you really make some unique color and lighting choices that's one thing i really appreciate about um, a lot of your episodes um you know especially episodes like the surfsons treehouse of horror 24 which is uh, just a, so many great colors in that episode uh how much do you focus on that part of the process a ton. It's very interesting because all along in the process, you, you can have all these, all these images in your head, but you're seeing the, the whole show done in black and white. We're drawing in, in well, it used to be pencil, but still just, just a black line. <laughs> we, we only see it in black and white. And so then at the very end, we go into color and we have these amazing color artists that, that bring these things to life. And Sometimes I can get in their way where I, I go in and say, oh, I was imagining it like this. <laughs> Meanwhile, their idea is way better than mine would have been. And I've just got to be open to accepting their new take on it. Sometimes I just go with what they bring me. Other times it, there's a lot of back and forth. Sometimes I really am stuck on, on something that I had in mind and they'll find a way to uh, appease me. But, um, <laughs> but color is such a great part of the process. I really have a lot of fun with that. Uh, one funny thing is I was one of the last director holdouts to bring sky gradients into the picture. Um, I really wanted that 
old school, classic blue sky, no <laughs> gradient, because once you bring gradients in, then that opens up a whole different world, right? Right, right. So um, I was one of the last holdouts, but yes, I really do embrace new ideas for ways to sell things. Ultimately, in the end, it is The Simpsons, and I need it to look like The Simpsons. But a lot of times I have certain unique locations or fantasies or whatever it is that really require something special. Uh, like you said, The Simpsons. I, so obviously Game of Thrones and, and things like that really, uh, Lord of the Rings, those were, those were good influences because that's right. how we know our modern fantasy tales to be. And that's what, you know, we were spoofing a lot of that stuff to begin right. with. <laughs> but I remember seeing an image uh, uh, on a show, I don't remember what, but it was this really big window with two people silhouetted in it and they were talking, almost silhouetted, very close to silhouetted. And it was a very dark background, but bam, just the, the light coming in from that window was just blowing everything out. And I thought, that is amazing, that right there. And And I brought that to my color team and I said, this is what I want to build around. And so then Dima, the head of our color department, said, I'll put together some, some studies. And he put together some great uh, color studies, just, just big, flat pieces of color showing how we could set things back and, and, and shade things. And it was amazing. And then also in that episode... Um, it really would have been easy for us to to say, okay, well, now we're going to add shadows to all our characters because <laughs> that's how it should be in these moody settings. But but I said, no, no shadows at all. This is still The Simpsons. And we're, it's these characters on these dark backgrounds, yes, but it's The Simpsons, no shadows. So we did the whole <laughs> thing with no shadows. And then we have things like... Um, Blazed and Confused, the the Burning Man type episode. Oh yeah, um, they did amazing colors on that. It's like, how do you get things to look like they're glowing? Well, you have to desaturate and dim down everything, and then everything else just pops right out, and you put add a little glow around them. And that the colors in that is just amazing, just amazing. That's so good. Well, you know, and I, I mentioned Treehouse Twenty Four. I, I really, I one, I love the the character designs of the Doctor Seuss style characters, but also just the colors in that. It's unreal. So good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we had three very different stories in that. The second story being Bart's head on Lisa's shoulder, and, and that was just a very straightforward color wise part of the episode. The first one, Doctor Seuss, very vibrant. You just have to go very vibrant, and it's all about the, the line work then, the, the hatching and the uh, treatment of our characters. And then Act 3 was based on the old movie Freaks, and I really wanted to go pure sepia tone, the entire act. Just pure sepia tone, not saturated, not desaturated colors. But ultimately, what what we decided on doing was a desaturated colors with the sepia tone maybe it would have been too shocking or too boring <laughs> or too who knows but but uh you know the, ultimately we found a really really good solution it's uh, really desaturated and we really in that one we, we used heavy shadows i don't remember if we used shadows on the characters but i remember we framed a lot of the shots using shadows and dark 
areas, characters in the foreground that were heavily shadowed. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's great. And, you know, that's that's another reason I wanted to highlight that because that, you know, you like you said, you recently joined Twitter, uh, which is awesome because you've already, you know, given some really great info on there. You've showed some really great stuff. Um, it's like a, I can't believe I ate the whole thing moment. It's like, I can't believe I joined Twitter. <laughs> I've, I've been so anti social media, everything, I've never joined Facebook, never, no Insta, no, no nothing. And, and around the Rome episode, I wanted to be able to talk to Salman and, and Cesar about it as it was airing. And so I joined, there I am on Twitter. There you go. Well, so social media is tough. I mean, I, you know, it's a big part of my collection, but as far as like my personal life, I sort of hate social media. Um, so I really only use it for Simpsons, you know, to follow Simpsons people, to talk to other collectors and things like that. So I, I totally get it, but I think you're doing it the right way. You're showing a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, what really stood out to me after finding you on Twitter was that you also worked on a lot of, you know, various merchandising, DVDs, cereal boxes, things like that. Uh, do you have any favorites uh, that you worked on in, in that way? Well, you know, um, I didn't do a lot of merchandising because, you know, I, I, I was busy on the show and uh, they certainly no one wanted uh, the animators taking up their time working on illustrations. <laughs> but, you know, it, the DVDs, those can live on forever. And so I'm, I'm very, very happy that I got to work on those. Extremely happy I got to right. work on those. I did all the DVD boxes, except for a couple seasons. Uh, season two, I know I did not do. I think that was Julius Priete. And uh, season four, I think, uh, Bill said he did, Bill Morrison. And, uh, yeah, I think I did all the others. But <laughs> it, it's very funny. I volunteered for for something and um, for a good foundation. And the other pers- uh, another person that was volunteering at the same event is Marilyn Franson. And Marilyn was in charge of the artwork for a lot of that merchandising at DVDs, especially. And uh, she brought me on the, to do the DVDs. And, and over the years, I, I learned a lot about the illustration world because I actually didn't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, first thing I learned was Bill Morrison is the man. Um, yes. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, he's the best. Um, but yeah, I learned it. <laughs> ton over the years about that and so it was it was a lot of fun to learn things i actually learned things about the characters that i you know didn't take into consideration on the animation side and i feel like i can bring Mm. that to the animation now but um but I, i i am i am a real stickler for for model and for more old school type model on my episodes. I like that. So I, I, I think I do bring some of that aesthetic to, to my shows. Um, I love that I got to do that Homer's, uh, what's it called? Homer's O's cereal. Um, oh yeah, Homer O's. <laughs> gosh, I, I love that. I love that my parents in Michigan could go to the grocery store and see my work <laughs> up on the shelf. <laughs> They bought a ton of those boxes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great one. I'm actually I can I can see it from where I'm sitting. Nice. Uh, it's a good it's a good one. Um, well, I, I also saw um, a spread that you did, and I think it was uh, Heebie Jeebie Hoobaloo. 
Oh yeah. Um, Hullabaloo. That's so hard to say. Uh, <laughs> did, did you do much stuff with Bongo or was that just like also just like sort of a few random I things? I didn't do much. Uh, I just did a couple things here and there. Uh, I, I don't know if they were just trying me out or if they just had a little, a few holes to fill, but you know, I, I, again, I was really busy with the show. And so I just did a couple things. Yeah. In, in Hebe, GB, Hullabaloo, a Bart, uh, <laughs> Bart Simpson on the cover, an old Halloween book. Yeah, I did a couple spreads. They they gave me a couple uh, things that had been written for a couple spreads, and it was my uh, job to come up with the visuals for that. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was some really good drawings on that for sure. Thanks, thanks. Uh, it was. I think what was even more fun was be, being able to do a spread, uh, a fold out spread in the Simpsons Handbook. That was a lot of fun because it was it, in that I I didn't have to worry about um, a clean illustration or, or anything. I just needed to show some some tips and tricks on how I draw him for the show. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great. Well, before we get into the episodes, I know that you also directed some Simpsons commercials, mm-hmm. uh, including one for a French car company called Renault, uh, which was partially live action. I'm curious what it was like working on that. And and what are some other commercials that you worked on? I couldn't find much about that. So I didn't do much uh, in that world because I was, it was just a short stint. Let's see. I don't remember what year that would have been, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, so I did a Mr. Donut commercial for Japan. They had some little ice cream looking confection that they were uh, <laughs> <laughs> advertising. And so, so Ricky Mungensai, my assistant director at the time, he and I worked on those. Um, but the the Renault. Oh, uh, Renault! See, I don't even know. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, Renault. Um, uh, I'm probably not saying it quite French enough, but uh, <laughs> they had a car called the Kangoo. It's sort of like a small minivan slash SUV crossover thing. It was really, really a funky little car, but really a pretty cool little car. And uh, we did a, a live action animation mix commercial and it was really <laughs> weird. So we, it was, they got a, a British director and his DP is from New York. Then it was a Belgian crew for the French car company. And we shot it in the middle of Spain. And it was so international. It was silly. <laughs> it, that was a really interesting shoot. I learned a lot on that. Um, I had never done anything like that, ever. And what was really interesting was, so they had the car. They had a, a, a few different cars that were the exact same. They had a crew there to take, <laughs> to remove doors, remove windshields, all that stuff in order to get our various shots that we needed. And then we had, um, the Renault representative. She was there to make sure that everything was being shown properly in the, in each shot. And then we had me and I drew on this little monitor where they would, they would be showing the shot that they had framed and I would draw and I would say, nope, we need more headroom for Homer. So then they'd say, all right, all right, let's reset it up. All right, let's get moved around. And okay, all right. Now, Natalie, the Renault representative, come in. Is that showing things properly? She'd say, oh, nope, we need to see that. Okay, all right, let's move it around. And we would go back and forth like that for a long time. And we never really used all sorts of props that they had 
created, they had an art department there, and they had created all these 3D props, uh, Homer and Marge and all these different things to, to go into these shots as, as placeholders just to figure out our shots. But we never really used them because I just drew with a, with a whiteboard marker up onto a screen and we figured it all out. Then we came back, then I came back and we just had to hit the ground running and, and animate that. And, you know, you have to animate to the, to the actual footage. And that was really hard for a lot of us because none of us had done that before. Uh, I did have someone who, so Ishtvan Majoros, early Simpsons days character artist who mm. worked for many, many years on the show. He was exceptionally good at that. It, it, it Turned out to be a really fun, great commercial. Uh, you can probably find it online. Yeah, I actually watched it last night for the first time. It's it's really interesting and really funny. Uh, a pretty you know sexual joke that has a really good punchline. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It it's was good. it was a lot of fun to work on. Um, and oh, and then years later, so probably two years ago. My family, we took a trip over to Croatia because my wife's godfather is Croatian and he has an, a home on an island there um, wow. off the coast. And, uh, and it's been there. They've been there for like 300 years or something. And, wow. and um, <laughs> so we went to Croatia and we were visiting Kirka which is a big waterfall, national park, just tons of waterfalls, amazing, amazing place. We get done walking for hours through this place, and we get up to the, to the vast dirt parking lot. And what, what car is parked right next to our car but the baby blue kangoo with a Simpson sticker <laughs> on the back? And I just... I died. I was like, no way. <laughs> it was amazing. That's so, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, somehow had not, I've watched so many Simpsons commercials, but somehow, uh, that one had, I just totally had missed it. And I was doing some reading. I, I watched it. It's, it's really, it's really good. What a perfect, uh, little climax to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. I think I think the reason you haven't seen it is because it's a you know French company and they right you know they we didn't see it over here. Yeah, don't don't underestimate me. I've dove into depths of the internet to watch Simpsons stuff that no one should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't ask. <laughs> oh man, I'll yeah I'll just let everybody decide what I mean by that. So um, I, I do you know we highlighted a couple episodes, uh, but I do want to touch on some of my my personal favorites and. Um, you know, your first directed by credit is the boys of bummer, uh, where Bart blows the championship game written by the awesome Michael Price. Um, I have an episode with him coming soon. Mike Price is the best. Yeah, he's awesome. You might hear it before this one. You might hear it after who knows. Uh, but what are some, uh, memories of working on that episode? Your first, your first one. <sighs> memories working on that. First off, I've been seeing that showing up on a lot of people's worst list. So, Oh, come on. Come on. So there we go. That's something to hang my hat on. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it is what it is. Some people, I, I, I did see that one person, years ago I saw someone say that it was uh, on their worst list because they felt so bad for Bart. They they just felt <laughs> horrible. I mean, they, they had bad feelings about that episode. 
I mean, he he went loony because of that, and he, he was trying to commit suicide, and it just, uh, I mean, it was, it did actually get pretty dark, but. Um, it did. Well, you know, I, I love all the shots where Bart keeps missing the baseball. I think there's some really funny stuff in that episode, so anyone who said that, I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll send them your way. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's not on my favorite of all time list or anything, but it's a it's a funny episode. So nice. good. They can they good. can shut up. They can shut up. Um, that episode, it was really difficult because we <laughs> there were a lot of baseball stadium shots, and we had a lot of crowd to show, and we were drawing all the crowd. We weren't we weren't just doing little loops for for implied crowd. We were drawing all the crowd, right. and that took up a crazy amount of time for us. Um, but I had two character artists who were drawing crowds on their uh, laptops that they could draw on. We, we were just getting into that world. We were, we were having <laughs> laptops that we could draw on. So I had two guys doing crowds that way. Um, Mike Morris and Luis Escobar. I remember that. Uh, a lot. And then I also remember trying to figure out ways to not show as much crowd. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes we failed miserably, but, um, you know, that's the thing I remember the most about that one. Well, you know, I also remember, I, I, I said this when we were, um, I did a, a commentary. It might be on the DVD or the, it's living somewhere. I did a commentary on this with, <laughs> with Al and, and, writers and producers the uh what was his name joe laboot he was the bill buckner type character in that one right um i i'm a detroit tigers fan and so i modeled that guy after sparky anderson the <laughs> the, the manager who won the world series in 84 with them and so that was fun <laughs> Well, you know, the, the, the next one that I want to touch on is that was actually nominated for an Emmy and it should have won. And, uh, that is holidays of future past, um, which is just jam packed full of cool character designs. I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it's, it's true, Rob, interesting new visuals, you know, lots of cool stuff happening in there. How cool was it to direct something so outside of the usual setting? First off, that was the, the first of many that I've had where we've had to show the Simpsons in different ways, whether it's as older or younger or both, or, you know, everyone, everyone jokes these days that I just get the, the biggest and uh, most ambitious episodes now and with the most character designs. And, and it seems like I'm <laughs> always doing them at different ages. That was a lot of fun. That one, that one was really important for me in so many different ways. Um, I'll get just a shade personal because I don't want to get too personal. Um, but my son had just been diagnosed with leukemia and I, I was asked if I wanted to forego directing that one. And I would, I had already conceived of the storyboards for that one and, and, or halfway, I had already started my work on the storyboards for that one. And I had conceived of so many different things and I was really involved in invested in that one. And, um, I said, I want to, I really want to work on this. I really want to continue because this is going to keep my mind going. I don't want to just get lost in this, this horribleness. And so I was going back and forth between home, the hospital, work, home, hospital, work. And I said, 
I am leaving the office at 2.30 every day. Everyone get in here and we'll get all our work done before that. And, and it was amazing. I was storyboarding that show from the hospital room, you know. Um, it was, wow. it was um, I was putting so much energy and effort into that one that I, I'm really bummed we, we didn't get the award for that. You should have. Um, because everyone started to say, it's, it's meant to be, you're supposed to get this. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be, but, but that, was, that was an amazing episode. We got to come up with so many great visuals for that. The cryogenic facility that I, I did this, I was doing some great fun little color concept sketches and I, and I did the, the cryogenic facility, the way we see it uh, uh, from the angle that we see it in the finished product and the alternate with its crazy colors <laughs> of sky and the, the giant buildings and all these people going in and out of the doors. And so good. And, um, uh, and those people, that was a lot of work for, for um, our animators and After Effects <laughs> artists. Yeah, conceiving of Bart, how is Bart living in his classroom in, this, in the elementary school? Um, <laughs> what is, I mean, I had to think of just how are Homer and Marge going to look when they're much older? And, and I gave Homer a little stoop, and, and, and I actually went with gray line work for his hairs, which, right. you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't know, Let's, we, you can try it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we tried it, and it worked. I liked it a lot. Um, we went with, you know, a, sli- a, a slightly grayer blue from Arctis here. I, I stunted it a little and fattened it and fattened her up. And um, just a lot of fun, fun things that we did with that show and those characters. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love the way all the grandchildren look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bart's yeah, kids, yeah. Lisa's daughter, they're, they're great. Um, that's, that's really funny. Well, speaking of Marge's hair, that's, that's a perfect example in the next episode I want to talk on, which is, uh, Barthood, a parody, obviously of the film, uh, Boyhood. And I got to say, I think it's better than the movie. I think the movie is actually as, as amazing as the concept is, I think the movie falls a little flat for me. I don't think the performance sells it, which, uh, Mm. you know, whatever they, they did an amazing thing just conceptually with that film, but I won't agree because I loved the movie. Loved, loved, loved. I saw it like four times in the theater and yeah, maybe I need to watch it again. Cause I, I just something about it. I think it was mostly the, the kid as he got older, but I love Barthood, and uh, I think even if it wasn't a parody of that film, it'd be a great episode. And I love uh, what is I think he's twelve. Marge's hair in that scene that she's got like the little the little gray in the front is yeah. so perfect. I love that. <laughs> nice. <It's> so great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun to um, design these characters at different ages. Um, I do have a lot of fun coming up with variations on our characters. Um, it is, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I storyboarded uh, Act 1 of that. And so I got to, do, you know, do Little Bart. And um, that, was, that was a lot of fun, too. This little, little Bart with the, you know, you, you get that little cheek there, stopping, stopping the mouth. Um, that's a <laughs> lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so, oh, so storyboarding Act 1. So when it came time to, to do the Bart drawing on the walls in the kitchen scene... I had, um, first off, there's a scene where he's playing with cars right up in the camera, just rolling them along the floor. I took that directly from a, 
a, a shot, a picture that I took of my own son playing with cars on the floor. Oh, wow. And that was a lot of fun to do. Then when we go into the kitchen and we see what's on the walls and the cupboards and the fridge and the, <laughs> I drew something and, and I, a character designer drew something and I said, you know, that's not kid enough. So I had my other son draw over it and then we refined it a little but you know then so that's his work there <laughs> wow <laughs> um that's awesome yeah so uh that was a lot of fun to do i like to take a lot of things from my, my own life so in the nightmare after crustmas um uh, we see reverend lovejoy he comes in after a service, takes off his robe, throws it into the hamper. Um, <laughs> in his, uh, it, a couple things in there, I modeled after my grandfather's own things that he had when he was a minister in my hometown. Like one of the robes is modeled after one of his. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, offering plates, things like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to, to put little things in there that, that it means something to me. Right. No, those little details, that's that's an awesome touch. I love I love hearing that too. Well, you know, I we talked about how Holidays of Future Past should have won the Emmy, but but you did actually win an Emmy for another Michael Price script, Mad About the Toy. Um, how exciting was that? That's a great episode, by the way. I watched it again today. Didn't I say Mike Price is the best? He is. First off, going to the Emmys is a lot more fun when you win. A lot more fun <laughs> when you win. Um, I cannot, I still can't believe that I own one of those statues now. It's amazing. When I got to walk out of that auditorium and, and send my family a picture of me holding that statue, it's it's just beyond thrilled. And I, uh, um, I'll never get over it. But, um, that, that episode was, was something special too. That's a, that was a really cool episode. And, I mean, I started to go to these things. I, uh, that was my fourth nomination in a row. And um, I was going to these things feeling a little jaded. Um, no, that was my third. That was my third in a row. This year was my fourth in a row, actually. Mm. I was going to those things feeling a little jaded, uh, feeling like uh, just we can't win just because we've been around for so long. Right. But, you know, lo and behold, uh, we did it, and I, it's 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 so amazing. Uh, I'll I'll never get over it. And you know that episode, the main character Philip Heflin. Um, I I really I designed him side by side with Grandpa. I really needed him to to look like he could match up with Grandpa. Not you know mm. sometimes you can get a character in a scene with another character, and they they look like they're not exactly of of the same world because of it can be anything, you know, maybe one character, Dr. Hibbert has eyebrows and you put him in a scene with some, with a, a guest actor who doesn't have eyebrows. And all of a sudden it's like, what? But then you bring in a guest character who does have eyebrows and they're standing next to Homer who doesn't. And it, it, it's tough. Um, right. So I really needed this guy to look like he belonged in the same world as grandpa. And so I really worked on getting some grandpa type elements into that character. Uh, and then when it came to his studio at the end, his art studio uh, his, and gallery. Um, oh, yeah. I really needed that to feel like it was legit. 
and and so I couldn't have um, you know a number of different designers and color artists just just going in steps through this process. I said I needed to take it on myself, and so I did seventy six digital paintings of uh, Grandpa as an army man. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, I. I, I met Peter Max, the great pop artist, years ago, and and I've loved his work for so long, and, and his colors, colors are amazing, and he was sort of the main inspiration for the work that I was doing in that gallery. I submitted all that work for an individual Emmy, but uh, I didn't win that. But ah. but that was that was one of my favorite things that I've ever done on this show because. Um, those were just each each one of them on their own can just stand as a piece of art and i'm very i'm very proud of it no it's it's great man i mean there's you know there's i I really love the way that episode wraps up it's a very sweet moment at the end and i love i think my favorite joke in the whole episode though are just the different airplanes that they take (laughs) (laughs) the really nice airplane and then the really terrible airplane it makes me laugh every time so good Um, I've done a couple of really great Mike Price episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that he could win that too. No, I, uh, you know, like I said, I have an episode coming up with Michael and he is just a, uh, what a great guy. He's awesome. Really enjoyed talking to him. Well, you know, honestly, Rob, uh, you directed so many great episodes and I could, <laughs> I could sit here and go on and on and talk about all of them, but I do want to mention two episodes that I think are like modern classics are moving their way up the list for me of top episodes and that is Thanksgiving of Horror and the season 32 episode, I Columbus. Just beautiful, wonderful, great episodes. Visually, everything about them is, is awesome. Uh, you know, what can you tell me about working on those? I know they both have a lot of extra stuff going on. Uh, I could probably go on forever about those episodes. Um, those, <laughs> you know what? So each season, so I, I direct uh, three episodes per season. Uh, that's that's as much as one director can do. Um, that's it's a lot of work. It, it's it's months and months on each episode. Sure. Um, so we have many episodes going at once, all overlapping. And um, so each season, I get a big Matt Selman showrun episode at the end. And I have two episodes, and then the big Selman one. And uh, those are two <laughs> Selman ones that you just said: Thanksgiving of Horror and I Columbus. And um, maybe the, we are the worst team in the world because we both care too much. I don't know what it is. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Um, we do some great work together. That's for sure. Uh, uh, Definitely. Um, Thanksgiving of Horror. It was three amazing stories. Uh, that the, I mean, talking about the visuals, we talked about my Halloween show earlier and how different those three stories were even visually same with this each one is completely different visually we have the the turkey story which is in the autumn colors of the massachusetts forest god i love it so much it's just amazing just amazing and the and the simpsons as turkeys that was the funniest table read ever in any show <laughs> it was hilarious to hear all these actors trying to do their lines without words as turkeys and, you know <laughs> dan doing a a, a dough and a, a various things as a turkey um 
Amazing. It was just hilarious. Everyone was rolling on the floor. But um, that was that was a lot of fun. That really taxed the artists because just one turkey, one design, one character design of a turkey is a lot of line work. And so it it was a lot of work for my artists uh, overseas, our cleanup artists, I'm sure, and animators. I'm sure it was God. hell for them. Uh, but it turned out so great, so gorgeous. So uh, I mean... Jeff Johnson did this amazing scene of Homer saying, why you little, but he doesn't say the words, of course. And he, and he chases after Bart as a turkey is hilarious. Um, the second story was so, The Simpsons has always been such a colorful show, such a colorful show. It's known for its colors. And, and here we are putting Marge against a white background and desaturating her colors. And it's like, how's that going to fly? I mean, is this going to be, can we even look at this? But it, it turned out so good. We had these great shots of little tiny Marge with big Marge looking down at her. And um, <laughs> it turned out so good. And we had some great CG work of, the, of this little robot going under the dining table. And we, we, <laughs> we did CG house as we're, we're the robot. We're seeing robots kind of view animating through the rooms and, um, that was a lot. That was that was so good. So good. I'm so happy with how that turned out. And then uh, Act Three was the alien slash life uh, send up, and it was we got some really great moody stuff. It felt so good. The design, the character designs of them in their alien type outfits, Ripley type outfits, all those kids, uh, and then and then we got some great posing and animation on the the cranberry jelly monster oh we oh, get absolutely. that just right and we babysat that so much and uh ultimately i had to hand every monster scene over to my assistant director dane romley and dane did such a good job bringing that to uh, making it really continuous throughout he really needed to give that thing its own identity and, and give it the same kind of movements throughout and that was so good so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I will always. I'm so proud of everything in that episode: the storyboarding, the, the colors, the, uh, the CG, the, the animation. Everything, everything was so good. What a great poster on Thanksgiving of Horror, also. Oh yeah, <laughs> the poster's it, so good. I've, I've got it up back there, and it's, um, it's so yeah, such a good poster. Uh, I think it's great. I think Bill did that one actually. I think he did. Yeah, I was gonna say. And then I Columbus, the Rome episode. So here I am winning an Emmy Award. Off to the side is Cesar, the writer of the Rome episode. He was there, and this was the first time I was meeting him. And and he said, Hi, I'm Cesar. I'm so sorry for what you're gonna go through. <laughs> and I was like, "What? What's coming my way?" And Solomon said, "Oh yeah, you're not you're not gonna want to be around me." And uh, yeah, the Rome episode it was uh, huge. The design work on that, the design budget uh, is through the roof. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Cesar and Selman said we want to be as historically accurate as we can be, and so right down to. You know, we really paid attention right down to what color shoes does a bride wear when they're getting married in ancient Rome. And it's 
it's amazing how much research we did on that thing. It's so funny, first off, that episode. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. Jasper is a great recurring character. Um, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's always just hanging on the wall watching. And uh, so Wise good. Guy, Wise Gaius was his name <laughs> in that script. He, uh, he, he had a great role with the chunk shoot. Yeah, that, was, that episode was so funny. We had to design the Colosseum. So we had a designer, Jeff Mertz, who's really good with architecture. And he drew this great Colosseum. And I said, awesome. It's too vast. It's too detailed. So now what we need to do is we need to caricature the Colosseum. And so he came up with this great, great design of the Colosseum. And then um, and then we needed to design all these people in togas and... Oh, it was a lot of work. A lot of work. But everyone was up for it. And if if anyone's not proud of that work, then then uh, they'll have to have words with me because that, that thing is amazing. I'm so <laughs> proud of every single ounce of effort that everyone put into that. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And I want to give a little shout out to Sam Grimberg because I, I follow him on on Instagram and Twitter. And he was posting some of the, you know, character designs he got to work on. And, and, uh, he, Sam is just an awesome artist. So I want to give him a little, little love here. Sam's great. Go ahead and give him some love. Sam's great. (laughs) Sam, I worked with Sam. So, um, Sam was, he hasn't been designing too long on the show now. Um, he's worked in production on the show and he was still fairly green going into that episode. And, what task does he have? But this whole lineup of, again, various ages of characters, right? I, here I am again <laughs> with this thing. Um, there you go. Various ages. We have to tell the story of the Simpsons through various ages, various costumes, various. So he did a lot of, a lot of research on that. And yeah, we ended up with some really funny stuff. He and I worked for so long on some of those designs, really fine-tuning those things. But, I mean, king-size Homer, uh, when they wrote him <laughs> into that script, and then I was like, yes, great, we're doing king-size Homer. And then we took the old king-size Homer design, and we dressed him, and I was like, that, that's not even fat enough. I mean, it's, <laughs> He's gotta be it's not close to fat enough. I said, Sam, we need to make him so much fatter. And so we did. I mean, Sam did a version, and then I did this version that really made him monstrously big, and that's what we ended up with. Um, but, yeah, it's so, so freaking funny. And then we had some great, great posing and rough animation and full animation done by some of the artists on that character. Adam Dykstra, Jeff Johnson, Matt Herbert, three of our best artists, did some great, great work on that guy. So good. Yeah. I I love him with his little wig on. He looks so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was very important to Cesar and to Matt Selman that we get get the little curls on on Fat Homer's head. <laughs> It's so good. Well, Rob, uh, so I, you know, towards the end of these, I like to talk about merchandise just a little bit because as you can see, no one can see at home, but I have stuff everywhere. Um, so collecting is, is a, where are you a fan at all? (laughs) 
I'm thinking of checking the show out when I'm done with this interview, but, um, so, you know, I, it's a big part of the reason I started, uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, everything. And I'm always curious when I talk to people from the show, if they collect stuff from the show, if they did before they were on it, if they did after they joined, did you keep stuff that you worked on? You know, what was your relationship to that? Yeah, I did. I did collect some stuff. I had my own little collection. Um, I had a, a, a couple bookcases filled with stuff and, and, uh, as soon as kids came around, you know, we, we started having kids and we said, well, maybe it's time to get rid of, uh, the Simpson stuff and actually fill that with, with books and other things that, that the kids can actually use. We can, you know, instead of just look at. So, um, I do have stuff, uh, a lot of it's actually at the studio and, uh, we hastily packed up way back in March and, uh, it's still there. A lot of my stuff. <laughs> um, Lisa, my uh, lead background artist that I always use, she's the best. She um, she met someone who worked for FXX and was able to get a hold of some of the FXX posters that uh, adorned uh-huh. like uh, bus stops and things uh, when when the the show was put onto FXX and um, and so I've got a great poster up on my wall at work. Um, I've got the uh, uh, Hamilton figurines. I, I got to draw on one of those. I got to help design one of those. Homer oh, wow. is kicking back. He's asleep with his feet up on a nuclear waste drum. Yeah, that's a great one. I love those. I didn't design that one from scratch, but I did get to do a, a draw over and fix a few things. I think that's called the misadventures of Homer, that line of yep. figurines. We've got a, the Christmas train from Hamilton as well. Um, I have some bootleg stuff that people have found all, uh, around the world. You know, I've got these nesting dolls from Moscow that have the Simpsons painted on them and um, uh, various things. I, I can't remember what else right now. But, um, yeah, I've got, you know, a lot of different board games and puzzles and uh, trivia game and Jeopardy and all these, all the various board games that have been put out. And uh, I've got a lot of the, uh, what were they? play sets um I don't, oh the playmates playmates so yeah so yeah you, you get the location and then a few characters there you put them on the chips and they have different things to say so good yeah i've got various things that are that are pretty darn cool um, <laughs> and, and some of the glasses and mugs that we use every day are are simpsons naturally <laughs> my uh my headphones that i wear every day Hey, look at that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I always say, you know, and, and you'll notice this, especially if you if you really just look into collecting period from various parts of the world. Um, there's nothing that The Simpsons isn't on. So, you know, I don't know how long I will I will do this conceivably a long time. Um, and I see new stuff every day that I've that I've never seen before. And I'm sure I'll keep finding that. Um, whether it's a new board game or just, you know, a new card set, a new figure, um, it's, it's never going to stop. So there you go. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> I have no idea what, uh, what Disney's planning now. Disney is in on the mix. And so I don't know if that changes anything either. We'll see. There's a lot of Funko Pops coming. I, I have a feeling they have something to do with that. <laughs> oh, I had that, that, uh, Homer cookie jar. He was, he had a cookie in his mouth and, 
Oh yeah, that's that's I have that guy as well. It's one of my favorite. Th- I so I actually really for for some reason I, I guess I'm secretly like a, a really really old man on the inside, but uh, the ceramic stuff, the cookie jars, the mugs, like all the weird stuff from France and and the UK. Uh, that's actually some of my favorite stuff. I have a whole you know display of that, and that's I really I go I go over the edge trying to find that stuff all the time. Yeah. I, I really love that stuff. Well, of course those. <laughs> can't survive as easily as the other things they break easily so you know it's harder to find them probably yeah they're very special i want i want everyone to go look at my instagram if they haven't seen this yet but i posted a a butter dish that has bart laying on the top and then it has the heads of all the family on the inside of the butter dish from france really really beautiful so if you want to see how crazy i am go look go look at that picture um But, uh, you know, Rob, it's, you know, it's, it's been great to hang out with you, man. I really, really appreciate you being on the podcast. It's, it's awesome to, you know, pick your brain about your episodes and hear your stories and, and just get your perspective. It's been, it's been really, really awesome, man. Nice. Thank you. It was good to talk to you. It's good to, it's good to talk to someone who loves the Simpsons. (laughs) There's at least one person. Yeah, at least one of us. Um, but before we before we close up, do you you know do you have any shout outs, plugs, anything that you want to talk about? Tell people before we go. Tell people where to find you. All of that on your new Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not. You know, I don't plug myself. I'm not. I'm not plugging anything. So, no, not at all. All right. Well, there you. I'm go. just here to, <laughs> to spend a couple minutes talking Simpsons and. And uh, about animation and merchandise. That's what I'm talking about. Well, there you have it. There you have it. All right. Well, Rob, um, I'm sure down the line we can find another excuse to to chat. So I'll definitely be in touch. I always say that. But uh, again, thank you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out the official Instagram at Simpsons is greater than or follow me on Twitter at Simpsons is great. If you're curious about me or my Simpsons collection, just search for Bart of Darkness on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for checking this out. I'll see you next week.